using the SharpSide app for a chance to win. All you have to do is fire up the SharpSide app and make a free lock bet pick in an attempt to start building a streak. Lock bets are eligible on any pick in the SharpSide app, not favored by more than minus 140. Consecutive winning lock bets build a streak. Once you get a streak of six, you'll start earning real prizes. Every winning lock bet that extends your streak above six gets you paid in FanDuel dollars. And there are prizes of 10, 20, 50, and $100 for each winning selection up for grabs. This is your chance to turn your free picks into real prizes and parlay those prizes into even more winnings with FanDuel. If your lock bet loses, though, you'll have to start over with a new streak. If you don't already have the SharpSide app, download it now for either iOS or Android and create a free account and start working to build your streak today. Remember, it's totally free to play, so don't miss out. For more details, visit SharpSide.com or the SharpSide app. Best of luck. All right, let's get to my first prop here. It is a two out of three rapid fire in the Tennessee game. All right, going to be a super interesting game here. The first thing that stood out immediately is the first part of this prop, Henry getting five and a half points versus Mahomes here. Henry getting 180 yards every single game, getting touchdowns, going up against one of the worst run defenses in the league. They're going to rely fairly heavily on Henry here. Mahomes is great, but this Tennessee defense has been fantastic in the playoffs, not allowing a whole lot of points, gave up only 12 to Baltimore, only 13 to New England. I don't expect Kansas City who have trouble scoring, but they're not going to be nearly as dominant as they were versus Houston here. Henry getting five and a half points. Way too much to go with Henry. Next up, Kelsey versus Hill. Obviously, Kelsey was the guy last week. I think he's going to be the guy again this week. But in any case, he's giving up 0.5 points here. I have projected for more points, and there's more consistency. He gets a higher volume of targets in every single matchup. This is a full-point PPR site, so Kelsey is the much better play. Last up, Tannehill versus Williams. Tannehill, I know he has not done a whole lot in this playoffs, but he's been one of the best quarterbacks in the league this year. One of the highest passer ratings in the league, and he is very good going up against Kansas City. They're going to put points on the board. He's going to be forced to throw the ball a bit more in all likelihood here because Kansas City is not a team where you can just pound the ball every single play. There's a chance that they end up down a decent amount of points here. I really like Tannehill in this spot. Not as much as I like Henry, but giving up 1.5 points to Williams – you take the quarterback in this spot and you move on. Tennessee's not that great or not a bad run defense. All right, next up, we have my second prop here. It's a two out of three rapid fire again in the Kansas City game. All right, so this one, not fancy points, it's yards. And we got Tannehill getting 110 passing yards against Mahomes. Are you kidding me? I get how bad he, or not even bad, just how little he's thrown so far in the playoffs. But this is not a matchup where he's going to do that. He is getting 110 passing yards. Currently in Vegas, he's pegged for 230. Currently in Vegas, Mahomes is pegged for 300. So he's getting 110 when he should only be getting 70 here. This guy is going to probably throw the ball a decent amount in this one. He's done it before in the past. He's put up multiple 300 yards games prior to the playoffs. He was putting up big numbers almost every single game. They just haven't needed him in this playoffs so far as they've just been running the ball with Henry. He's going to be more involved in this game. You take Dan Hill. Next up, reception yards, Kelsey versus Hill. Same thing as with fantasy points. He's going to get a higher volume of targets. He's going to be more consistently. He'll occasionally beat him by 80 yards, but more likely than not, Kelsey's going to win this six, seven out of ten times. And Vegas is with me. Yeah, they haven't pegged for seven more points than Hill, so you take the nice little edge there. Last up, Brown versus Watkins. I know Brown has not done anything in this playoffs. He's currently giving up .5 receptions to Watkins. I don't care. There's too many mouse feed over on the KC side. Tennessee is going to be throwing the ball more. Brown, prior to his, this playoffs, was getting seven to eight targets on a fairly consistent basis. He's probably going to end up with one, or he's going to end up with seven or eight. 
But in any case, I think that Brown is the much better player. I think that he gets some targets here. I think that he gets some catches. I think he has a big game in this match versus Casey. All right, next up, we have a third prop here is a two out of three rapid fire in the San Fran game. A lot of rapid fires in this one, actually only rapid fires. In this one, fantasy points, Garoppolo versus Adams. Garoppolo getting one and a half points. I'm taking Garoppolo. I know Adams has been crushing it. I know that he's going to be heavily involved. But he has a matchup versus Richard Sherman and this fantastic San Francisco secondary. One of the best to pass defenses, if not the best pass defense in the league. They should crush here. And Rodgers, really more of a game manager. I think they're going to rely a little bit more on the run in this matchup. They might have to throw the ball late in the game when they're down, but Garoppolo getting one and a half points is too much for me. I'm taking him. Next up, Jones versus Rodgers. I think they run the ball more. Not a good matchup for Rodgers. Not a great matchup for Jones. But Jones, full point PBR site, going to be heavily involved in the passing game. And he's getting two and a half points. Take Jones. Last up, Kittle versus Coleman. I don't care what Coleman did last week. Not expecting that again. Monster was cramping up a little bit. He's going to be the main guy in this backfield. Coleman is not going to be the main guy again. One thing we know is Shanahan is not going to be very consistent with his running backs and probably piss all of us off. But Kittle going to get massive volume, going to get tons of targets, tons of catches, going to be very heavily involved. He crushes in this spot here, giving up three and a half points when he should be giving up six. And last up, I got my last prop of the night. Before I get to that, again, don't forget to like and subscribe over on the SharpSide channel. But let's get to my last prop of the night here. It is a 2 out 3 rapid fire again in the San Fran game. All right, we got Garoppolo going up against Rodgers here. Rodgers getting 5.5 yards. Don't care. Garoppolo passing prop over in Vegas, 10 yards higher. Rodgers going up against one of the toughest pass defenses in the league. This is Garoppolo, and it's not remotely close here. Vegas agrees with me. Matchup agrees with me. Garoppolo Probably a better quarterback at this point right now. Rodgers has not been good this year. Garoppolo is a better play in a better matchup. Only giving up 5.5 yards. Real easy going with him. Adams versus Kittle. Adams getting uh, the tiebreaker here with a half reception here. Currently, Vegas has him pegged for more receptions than Kittle with heavy juice on the over. And Kittle's has heavy juice on the under. Vegas absolutely thinks this Adam. Massive value going with him. And the last part of this prop, massive, massive value here too. Jones versus Coleman, rushing yards. Jones is the guy in Green Bay. Coleman may or may not be the guy this week. Mostert may be the guy taking over. You go with Jones over Kittle. Really simple. 10 yards is not nearly enough. It should be 25 yards because we don't know how many carries Coleman's going to end up getting. It's Jones by a mile here. I absolutely love Jones. All right, guys, thanks for watching. We'll be back again probably today with more NBA chip picks. So check out the Sharpside channel. Again, don't forget to like and subscribe. I'm out of here. Tickets. Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current videos playlist.
What is up, everyone? Welcome to another edition of Grinders Live here on Roto Grinders. If you're watching on YouTube, you're a liar because I don't think we're there right now. Still YouTube. But if you're watching on Twitch, welcome. If you're watching on rotogrinders.com, welcome. We have a fun little seven game slate here, and I am joined by my good buddy. We're talking about we're Facebook friends. Facebook is still a thing. How you doing over there, Kurt? Yeah, it's a, it's a thing. It's a thing I use to get people's pictures, embarrassing photos, and post them in uh, in Discord chat. Uh, that's about all I use it for these days. Yeah, the main thing is, though, I don't have shame. So, <laughs> I don't think... No, you your, picture was, your picture was so great. Uh, I'll <laughs> post it again in case people uh, are you know haven't, haven't by chance seen it. But... Uh, and I knew you'd be cool with it, but it's uh, it's a, it's one of the all time greats. Yeah, that was a fun trip. That was Vegas, my birthday one year, and we had four people. Not me. I was entirely fine, but we had eight people in the room. Four people were blacked out by seven o'clock because <laughs> we were just drinking in a bathtub and in the shower in the hot tub that was in the room, and it was it was just a. Just a real fun time, real fun trip. And then I went and spent five hours on the Lazy River the next day. Life is good, guys. But if you haven't already done so, then you guys can't like over there, but subscribe to the Roto Grinders channel so you know exactly when these videos are coming out. But Kirk, overview of the slate, my friend. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty tight slate. So, I mean, what... What news are we really waiting on at this point? I guess there's a few things, but like we got kind of a big piece already with Porzingis being out. Um, we know the the 76er situation. Um, I think it's a really good slate and a lot of, you know, I think there's definitely some chalky plays here that we'll discuss, but that makes it uh, some interesting fades tonight for GPPs. So I think this is a, it's, I think there's a lot of ways to go. I guess, you know, I, I, we could say we're waiting on Carl Anthony Towns news, but like, and I am actually like I've I've been you know he's out every time I don't even like look at it but the fact that they didn't put him out for a knee issue the last time and it was just a sickness makes me think that maybe it's possible that you know he's feeling better and they actually let him play but I'm totally speculating guessing I have no clue. I mean I would assume like I I basically like I said last night in the morning grind if I hear news that he is, goes from questionable to probable or likely to play or they mention anything and that's generally the day where I'm guessing he's going to play and I mean in any case it's the first game on the slate we'll know before the game actually starts and they'll generally tell us about an injury or a minutes limit I would guess but yeah no real news to worry about like the one that kind of surprised me earlier today is Steven Adams so that could make things a little bit interesting here but yeah pretty cut and dry slate we're going to go through this game by game you ready to give it a start uh, yeah, let's do it. All right, let's start off with Minnesota versus Indy here. We got a seven-point spread, I believe, right now, maybe seven and a half, but pretty much the same as every other game on the slate. Like, this is one of the weird slates where we actually have multiple games at seven-plus or almost no games at, like, a three-, four-point spread outside the Miami one. But let's start off with the Minnesota side. Obviously, the Cat News will affect things a little bit, but, like, over on the Timberwolves, if Cat comes back, I don't think we're using many of these guys outside of Napier. Obviously, Teague just got traded away. Napier is going to be one of the more chalky guys on the slate here. Are you looking at any Timberwolves? Um, I mean, I mean, definitely Napier, right? Like, so 
He's cheap. It's just he's got such high minutes upside in this game. So they only have him and him and McLaughlin as eligible point guards to play. And you know, uh, McLaughlin's on the uh, the two way contract. I don't even know if he's going to be available for tonight. Um, but even so, he's never played big minutes. Um, I think that we can safely project him for anywhere from like thirty to thirty two minutes. But like he has the potential for like thirty seven to thirty nine minute upside right now, just because how thin they are. Um, and you know, we, he's close to a fantasy point per minute, but you know, we know that there's some talent in there. We know he can get hot shooting the three. We know he can throw up bad games as well. And it's certainly not the easiest of matchups here, but I think just from a minute's play, like it's going to be really, he's going to have to play really poorly to hurt your lineup. Yeah. I mean, my problem is that he's coming in at 37%, but not really a ton of value on the slate. So it's, I'm entirely fine eating it. Like, if Towns is out, can we look at Covington? I mean, he's been the guy that's shown the most amount of upside. It's not an easy match going up against Indy. Like, 5.7K, he's not going to come in at a whole lot of ownership. Can we look at him or Wiggins? I know Wiggins has been terrible. Yeah. The the only other guy that I'm really interested in um, is uh, Andrew Wiggins. I play this – you know, full disclosure, I play this guy too much, and it never and works. It never <laughs> ends up well. I ends up me – tweet storm like making like 10 different tweets and erasing them like being like okay i shouldn't 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 tilt on twitter right now it's nobody likes to see that and then i end up firing one off um just because nobody loves to stand in a corner more than andrew wiggins right like he he loves it like if you you watch like if he just if he has like any inkling of like a couple missed shots or whatever He's done. He's like, he's, he goes, he hides in the corner and, and they don't care. Napier hurts him that way too, because Napier is cool and with being aggressive and trying to shoot and whatnot. Now, the thing that makes this an interesting spot here is like, when was the best Wiggins this season, right? It was without Teague and when it was point Wiggins, right? Yeah. They may be forced into point Wiggins tonight. And if it's point Wiggins, then he is re- responsible for facilitating the offense, for making things happen. So you hope he doesn't, you know, like, you got it. You got to take your chances. Price is down on most sites here. Um, people don't want to play him because of how he's looked recently, and everybody's been burned this last week. So I think he's a great GPP play, and I may go down in flames again. Yeah. Also, probably should read the promos that I was supposed to at the beginning of the show. Um, guys, rolled out an MMA DFS package for McGregor and the Cow- versus the Cowboy fight. Only ten dollars. Go sign up for it because. MMA is fun to watch, and McGregor, haven't seen him since the Mayweather fight. Actually was at a final here in Denver, FanDuel. And, guys, the Sharp Side Street Contest, starting up a new one again, guys. Get signed up. You can get some good old prizes there. Any prop or any bet under 140, minus 140, you can throw in there for the streak. Biggest streak ends up winning prizes. So, guys, get signed up for that. Me and Kirk will have a nice little bet for you for our street contest later on the show here, but We'll get to that later. Yeah, I love what you said about Wiggins. Like, we know that Point Wiggins is great. I didn't catch on to it last night, but as we were talking through things, I started to realize it, and then you brought it up. But, yeah, that is an interesting spot. And even if Towns is in there, like, people talk about how much Wiggins' utilization goes up without Town in the offense. But even when he was Point Wiggins, like, with Towns in there, it actually took a little bit of pressure off him, gave him a few more options, and his assist rate skyrocketed. It was one of the higher in the leagues when he was playing Point Wiggins and Towns was in there. So he was consistently putting up 45 a night. If they're forced into that, even if it's only for half the game for Wiggins, they kind of balance out his and Napier's minutes. 
he does have a decent ceiling. I like that call quite a bit. What about over on the Indy side? We got Sabonis, who has just absolutely been crushing recently. He's been doing this all season long, but he's been getting more minutes. Like you look at what he's done recently, his production per minute hasn't changed, but 36 minutes, 38 minutes, 38 minutes, put up 50 each of those times. Prior to that, he was getting mostly 30 to 34 minutes, and he'd be in the 40s every single time. Now he's showing a massive ceiling. He's underpriced at 8.6% or 8.6K, under 10% ownership here. Sabonis is one of my favorite plays on the entire board today, especially if Cat comes back because Minnesota's defense is way worse without with Cat in the lineup. So are you looking at him? Are you looking at Brogdon, like any of the ancillary pieces, Warren, Lamb, Turner? Saboner. Um Love the guy, right? So we all of us didn't want to play him last game because of those reports about his knee and um, being in, in pain and, and whatnot and um, how it's uh, how he's just going to have to play through it. And so everybody expected a tick down. But, like, he played 36 minutes. He put up 58 fantasy points in the same matchup. We get to run it back this time, um, you know, again. And uh, I think we just got to assume if he's in the lineup, he's ready to go because he is. Like, he, it's hard to find a Sabonis bus game. You know what I mean? There's, like, very few of them out there. Um, and like you said, he's just been on an absolute tear. So I definitely like him. I also like Brogdon because his price hasn't risen up yet. I mean, Brogdon's usage is completely uh, insane. You know, so he – so in this last matchup just the other day, he played 31 minutes – 31% usage. Now he struggled, you know, he's been working his way back. He's, he also has 46, 37 fantasy points in his first two games back. Philly, a tough matchup. Um, you know, he shot nine for eight, nine for 18, but there's, if he gets that same kind of usage in this game again tonight, and the, basically the usage that we've been seeing out of him this season, and, you know, potentially if he gets an, a minutes increase too, than he did last game, um, then, I mean, there's just massive upside. Now he may, he may just – the thing about him is he provides such a safe floor, especially at this price because it hasn't quite adjusted to him being back on, on most of the sites. He's super reasonable. He's reasonable on DK, super reasonable on Yahoo. Um, I think he's only 28 bucks there. So, um, yeah, I definitely like those two. And then the other guys are – like Jeremy Lamb, like on DraftKings, is priced so low that I just have interest. Um, and, you know, you can always use Lamb, TJ Warren. Any of these guys, you can use them just because of their price. But – uh, Lamb just, I mean, he just screams. Like, there, you know that there's a potential big game in there. Yeah. I mean, 4.6K, we look at his game log just alone. Anytime that he gets into the 30-minute range, which could happen at any given time, and this is not a terrible spot here. Like, last time, Charlotte, 37 points. Game before that, Denver, 45 points. Before that, when he played 30 minutes, 26 and 27. You take that at his price tag. I'm right and- there with you on Lamb. And look at his ownership. His ownership was like 5% on DK the other night. So um, you're getting low on – like you're, we know this guy is upside in there. He's also a capable rebounder. He's also capable of getting some steals. It's not the best matchup for sure, but it's he's 4,600. Like one good game and like boom, you're off. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm right there with you. Anything else or we want to move on to the next game? Um, yeah, I think we're good there. All right, Chicago versus Philly. Philly seven-point favorite here. And, guys, Philly's been great at home this season. Uh, we just got big slate-breaking news. Dude, are you talking about Fred Van Vliet? That's been out for nope. a while. Nope. I'm, uh, I was right in my uh, initial assumption that the guests, Carl Anthony Towns, will play tonight. 
All right. Well, that we should probably mention him. Any interest in him? I can't remember what his price tag is over on DK because I ignore him every single day. Um, and we don't have it here. I think he's 10-4 over on DK. Is that right? Uh, he's 10-5. So his price is tough. Now, the matchup's good. Um, we we don't know what to expect. Are they going to... Are they going to limit him? I don't know. I haven't seen any report there. If he's like full-fledged, full minutes to go, I mean, he's probably not in great great form. Um, I think it's worth it, worth it for GPPs. Obviously, you can't play this guy in cash. Like, we don't even know what his minutes are going to be. But I'd like to see a report on um, if there was something said about his minutes. But if anyone has that, throw it up in chat. But I haven't seen it. Yeah, I mean, we just got the news. I'm sure we'll get it before luck if there's going to be a minutes restriction. But let's move on to Chicago, Philly. Chicago, Levine been absolutely crushing recently like we look at his games game log 50 and half the games over 40 in pretty much every single game outside of boston where he was at 39.75 he's priced at seven 8.7k likely because of the matchup and a little bit of a decrease from washington but probably a price that's still a little bit too cheap considering what his upside is we've got him projected for around 10 percent. i think that's fair and probably where it's going to end up being at market in could end up playing some more five, going up against Philly. Obviously not a de- good defensive matchup, but without all the guys in the lineup right now for the five, like they can go a little bit smaller, especially without Embiid being in the lineup. Don't really need a true center in there like Cornette, but marketing could be in for a few extra minutes, and they can always move him over to the four when Cornette comes in off the bench. Cornette, 4.9K, could be in for 30 minutes. Can get hot from behind the arc. Sadoransky been putting up 26 points a game almost every single game recently. Are you looking at any of these Chicago guys? Um, I mean, I'm looking at a ton of the Philly guys, but uh, for Chicago, I mean, it's, I just can't feel comfortable. Like, first of all, this overall game environment is tough. Like, you know, the Bulls are pretty good defensively. They're really good in the backcourt. The Sixers, we know, are good defensively. They're seventh in defensive rating. Bulls are ninth in defensive rating. Bulls have played a little bit faster this year, but they're by no means super fast. Um, and the Sixers are down in pace. Um, and uh, so this is a tough overall game environment. However, there's – I mean, Zach, it's hard to ignore what Zach Levine has been doing. I mean, they do, it's just been massive usage hog. And so you have to be interested. He'd be the one guy I mentioned. Uh, maybe, Laurie, a little bit. Um the problem with him is he's so bad when they use him at the, it kills him when they use him at center and they have to. Um, I think we're actually going to see a lot of cornet minutes tonight. Um, they don't like playing uh, Lori and uh, Thad Young together. Um, and so I think it just, they, you know, with Gafford out, they just have to play Cornette. So I think from a minute stand, standpoint, Cornette is going to be solid value tonight. And I don't think people are going to really want to play him. Um, so the people are going to be looking for excuses not to play him. Um, so I think it's a good time. It's fine to play him. Now, the other side of the game is where I have the most interest, right? You as well? Yeah. By the way, I did run court IQ. And without Teague on the floor and with Cat and Wiggins on the floor, Wiggins is averaging 45 points per 36. When you change it around and Napier is off the floor and Teague's off the floor, Wiggins is averaging close to 40 per minute or over 40 per minute. So – yeah, if we get Point Wiggins, start like that more and more. But, yeah, the Philly side is probably the better side of the game here. Simmons is the guy I have by far the most interest in. Like, Tobias Harrison Forward, getting a big price increase kind of – like, it doesn't get me entirely off them, but it doesn't make them nearly the play I wanted them to be. Harris obviously going to be chucking. Chicago, not a bad matchup for him. Horford, 
priced about where he should be, but still some decent upside here. But Simmons just been on an absolute tear recently, averaging close to 50 over the last six games or over 50 the last six games. He is a fantastic play tonight. I don't think he's going to be that heavily on. I really like him. And then Richardson, he's been playing a boatload of minutes. Like he's been playing a ton of minutes recently. He was limited a lot earlier on the season, so people are off him. But 36, 35, 34, 36, 38, 33 in the last five games. Without Embiid, he's still been chucking from behind the arc a decent amount, and he has not shot well. One for four, one for eight, two for six, one for five, two for four. Like, he has not been shooting great since Embiid's out, but he's been playing the minutes. I don't think that many people are going to be on. We haven't pegged at 18%. I think it'll be lower than that. I like Simmons. I like Richardson. I'm just fine with Horford and Harris, but – Sounds like you may be on them. Um, all right. So I see this a little bit differently. Um, I'm a full – well, full disclosure, I pretty much full-faded Simmons the other night and uh, took my L like a man um, and uh, threw on the Aaron Hernandez uh, documentary the other night, the last game they played. Um, however, real lovable, real lovable protagonist, right? Yes. Um, Amazing, uh, great, good documentary though. Yeah, um, it was great. I watched it all in one sitting. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I missed. I fell asleep like the last half hour of it, but uh, ran it back last night. That half hour, but anyways. Um, all right, so Simmons. So the thing is, the Bulls are really good at the defense for the backcourt, opposing backcourts. They're number one in DVP against point guard and number one against shooting guard. Both Dunn and Sadoransky are good defenders annoying defenders. Dunn is the best defender. Dunn is going to be locked on to Simmons tonight, which I then think will open up a little bit more playmaking opportunities for Josh Richardson. Um, so I have a little bit more interest in Richardson, but like the guards aren't the, the guys that I'm most interested in. I mean, you said you're, you don't like that price hike on Tobias. Um, I, I love Tobias in this spot. Um, period. So like, um, I don't care. I mean, he's overpriced on DK a little bit, but I'm still fine playing with him, playing him there. Uh, I like, uh, him on, on Yahoo. He's probably my favorite play on the slate. Um, also like him on FanDuel. Absolutely. Uh, great. What do you think his FanDuel ownership is? Um, I mean, it's going to be high, but like, I don't see him busting. So the, the the Bulls, the Bulls are the best possible matchup for opposing power forwards. You got a situation where I know it's if you kind of like relate it to like uh, to NFL, you got like the funnel defense of the Bulls who just, you know, close out production for the guards. You got another player on the court, Matisse Teibel, who got the start, who's extremely low usage and not going to be super active on the offensive end. It's going to be Horford and uh, Tobias. And then the other thing is, is that they're fine, thro- you know, they're they're fine throwing. Tobias Harris out for close to 40 minutes. You meant like they didn't even sit him a couple of games ago in the entire, like until like five minutes left in the second quarter. Like they, they give this guy huge minute opportunities. So if they feel that they need him, like he's got massive minute upside, he has massive uses upside. He's got the best matchup. Um, and it's a big ingre- increase for him because Bible is in there as opposed to uh, Embiid. So like it's all systems go for me on, on Tobias tonight. All right, well, you got me sold. You especially got me sold over on Yahoo. Um, anything else from this game, or are you ready to move on to the next one? Hor- Horford, too. So it's it's Horford, uh, Tobias, number one, Horford, number two, and then Richardson, number three. Those are my 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 guys. I am at pretty much the exact opposite order. <laughs> but you know what? Like, 
Harris is slight side dependent. I just don't want to play him over on DK. It's it's the exact opposite order for me. But I like what you said. You got me sold here. Let's move on to the next game here. Washington, Toronto, eleven point spread here. Big total over two thirty right now. And the biggest question mark, which looking at his ownership right now, if it is seven percent, Bradley Beal. I get he's only been playing twenty seven minutes recently. One of the games where he played twenty seven minutes, twenty five shot attempts. Like, this guy could eat up all the usage on the floor. Like, every single time he he's in, I guess, a bad defensive matchup going up against Toronto. Not a terrible pace matchup with everyone back in there. They're obviously a better defensive team. But Bradley Beal, do we have to think about him at 7.6K? I'm out on Beal. Um, on DK, uh, for Yahoo, certainly at 44 bucks, I'm totally out. On DK, yeah. I can I can get it. Like I get what you said. So if they do roll them out and this game is competitive and they let them rip, then uh, there's plenty of upside there. The one interesting area is the Raptors are they're they're actually 26th in opponent made threes per game. So there's in theory um, there could be a, you know a bunch of threes with him chucking. But I just feel like he's done this season. I feel like it's just like we're about to – we're getting to the point – like they're going to shut him down, I think, eventually. Because what is the point of playing this guy? It's just stupid, too, with the situation that they're in. And uh, I just think we're going to see less and less minutes for him. Now, if, if I'm wrong, then you're then he's a smash play at that price. But I'm just probably not going to play him. Yeah, tough I mean, matchup fair, too, right? and it's like he, they have so many like good wing defenders to just key in on him if he is – I mean, here's here's the big thing for me. Like at his current price tag, if he plays thirty minutes or twenty seven minutes, what are the odds he pays off his price tag? What he's going to at least five x, I think. Like he's going to get around thirty five, thirty six points if he plays those minutes. He has a chance to crush even more in those minutes, and if they give him thirty three, he has a legit shot at a fifty five point game. I mean. We've seen it all throughout the season, him taking up all the usage, and it just keeps continuing. Well, he did have know. a 50, he did have a fifty five point game against them already this season. Yeah, yeah, he had a lot of big games here. What about any of the other guys on the offense here? Like Thomas Bryant, probably not going to play a ton of minutes, but he's sitting there at four point five k. Bertans fifty three hundred. That guy can chuck. That guy can get hot from behind the arc and can absolutely destroy. I think they're thinking about trading him, so he has a little bit of value, a little incentive to see what he's doing. Like, any interest in any of these other Washington guys? I mean, it would be anybody who can light it up from three, and it would be – so that would – you said you just covered them both. That would be Beal and Bertans. Um, I'm really not interested, and in, I, I probably won't have any exposure to any Washington guys tonight. Yeah, yeah, that's probably – But if I did, and if – I'm willing to uh, be wrong with Beal. Like, I mean, if, if, if you're right and he gets, like, the minutes – I mean, he could absolutely smash at that price on DraftKings. Yeah. What about over on the Toronto side here? Obviously, with nearly everyone back in, we obviously got the Fred Van Vliet news not too long ago. Without him in the offense, it gives a little bit of uptick in terms of usage to everyone. Gasol and Ibaka may end up splitting minutes, but I was surprised to see Gasol get 31 minutes in this first game back. Um, I did not see that coming. He was crushing prior to getting injured. And we look back then – 47, 39, 39 points in three straight games prior to getting injured, prior to the game he got injured. Like, he's a guy that can absolutely end up crushing, going up against Washington, worst rebounding team in the league, fastest paced team in the league, worst defensive team in the league. He's sitting there at 4.8K. He's by far my favorite. And Siakam sitting at 7.9K. Like, which guys are you looking at? 
So here's my thing with Gasol. You know when you haven't played ball for a while and you go and play? You, yeah, it's you're been a, little, a few years for me. You're a, little sore, you're a little sore the next couple of days. Um, he, play, he, he played more minutes than I expected to do first back. Maybe he's fine in good shape, but, like, this guy's been dust, like, for most of the season. He had that little good stretch um, before he went down that you were alluding to. Um, and, you know, if he is fully healthy and he does, like, it's – crazy that he got 32 minutes but um so I can see Gasol and I have mild interest um I just don't do you really think he's gonna break the slate for you and 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 win it for like he's like what would you do would you play him in cash or GPP I'd probably play him more in cash just because of the price tag there's not a whole lot of cheap guys on the slate you're gonna get 30 minutes you'll probably get a decent floor I mean when he's in the game at his price tag if he's playing 30 minutes He's not going to end up with worse than 25. Has a shot at 40. Like, you're – I. Yeah. Um, I'm fine with the tournaments, but probably more of a cash game guy for me. Like, I just like bad. the price tag way too much. I hear you. Um, I think Lowry is a decent play. I think he'll be fine. Um, a little priced up on certain sites. Um, it's now Siakam. Uh, 30 – he's been stuck at 30 – you know, they've, they've played him 30 minutes in each of those games. He's come back. Um, it's going to take him a little bit of time to get in his getting good form and get things ramped up again. But, you know, we do have a discounted price with him. This is an extremely good matchup, high pace, fits his game style perfectly. Maybe, the, I mean, I don't know if he's on a strict 30 minutes limit, but like maybe they give him a couple extra minutes here. Like if they're comfortable giving Gasol 32, I mean, why wouldn't they give Siakam 32? So, um, uh, I, I would take a chance more on on him. Now, Norman Powell is a guy I kind of like, um, even with uh, Fred Van Vliet, potentially. Um, he'll be back, right, Van Vliet? Van Vliet got ruled out. Oh, he did? Oh, then yeah, I love Norman. Yeah, this happened then, like, right at the beginning of the show. Okay, so I, I missed that news. So, um, oh, then that's a, that's a boost for uh, – I mean, it makes me like Siakam a little more. It makes me like Norman Powell, and I think Norman Powell has some good potential blo- – um, uh, minutes upside in a blowout too as well. Um, and I think he's going to be pretty sneaky. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't hate that call at all. Uh, but yeah, I'm, it's Siakam and it's Gasol for me. Like Lowry, they're limiting his minutes. Ibaka splitting time with Gasol way too expensive, but I like the pal call. Um, let's move on to the next game here. Miami versus OKC, the one close game on the slate here. The interesting thing in this one is going to be, did we get news on Tyler Hero yet? Um, hold on, let me ramp it up. I if don't I think that we. If have. I if I missed the last piece of news, then uh, I've been I've been watching. It. Like as of right now, I don't see anything on it, but we'll get it before lock. Um, if he's out, thing gives a little bit of an upgrade to Drogic and to none, none on DK, probably about where he should be priced. None on Fanduel, way too cheap. None on Yahoo, probably too cheap. Like. If Hero's out, what are your interests in these guys? And then obviously Butler and Bam, like probably too cheap for what they are. Should play a boatload of minutes since it's a close game. If Adams is out, that gives a big upgrade to Bam there because it's going to be a lot better matchup. Like what are your views on these Miami guys? Yeah, I'm with you there. So uh, first of all, I love Jimmy Butler. Um, he disappointed us the other night, but uh, I think we can run it back. His price is just so nice on DK. Um Reasonable on Yahoo, too, as well. A little bit higher, more expensive, but um, I think you can play him. Now, it's not the best of matchups. I think he 
should benefit the most from the situation um, just because, you know, whenever Winslow's been out, I mean, it's usually him facilitating. But um, the emergence of Kendrick Nunn stepping into his own here um, definitely will take a little bit of uh, thunder away from Butler. But I think the the minutes upside in this situation really goes to some it's it's I mean, Butler's going to get all the minutes he can handle. I think like Duncan Robinson sees more minutes. Um, again, it's a bad matchup for him. So really Butler's the only guy I really like, except I I'm totally with you on Bam. I think, uh, this is a great spot for Bam, especially if Adams is out. I do think that Adams will end up playing just because he's just, he seems to tough it out whenever possible. And they don't, he is, he is a beast of a man and they don't have uh Noel. So I feel like he kind of has to play. And if you like tell him he kind of has to play, I feel like he's going to play. Um, total speculation again, um, but I'm one for one on speculation so far this show. So um, anyways, so I, I mean, Bam's price is coming down, you know, and uh, you know, he's, his production has been a little bit down as of late, but I think we can expect a really solid spot here. Um, I do kind of like that. It's a slower pace projected pace for this game. I like it. That's supposed to be extremely competitive. It's a tight spread. Um and uh, I think the Heat are going to play well tonight. Um, so uh, it, it's Bam and Jimmy for me. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, OKC side, Chris Paul, too cheap probably. Um, Adams, if he plays, a little bit too cheap. Gallinari and SGA still have some upside there. But to me, it's Chris Paul. It's Chris Paul just because of his upside. 50 points, doesn't matter what the matchup is. I know Miami's a tough match, but they're a lot worse on the road than they are at home. Best record in the league on at home. Moderate record on the road, even though it was different last season. But that's just how it's been so far this season. I think this game stays close. Chris Paul is going to play 34, 36 minutes. He's going to end up smashing in all likelihood. Has tons of upside and has a pretty decent floor almost every game. He has those random outliers with 20 points where just – decides to screw me over every time I suggest him he ends up busting completely but you know what it is what it is I'm I like him a lot tonight um I in general I hate Chris Paul um I'm a huge Chris Paul hater tonight uh, I'm Damian with, Lillard, I, Lillard Damian Lillard downgraded to questionable um, oh, that's that's big news yeah CJ yeah, well, I love CJ now. Uh, I really love CJ. I liked him anyway. Uh, and, and then uh, Simons could potentially be in play. Um, all right, let's. Uh, so Chris Paul has the the matchup probably. So he he should be able to do well here. So first of all, one thing that sticks out to me is the fact that the Heat actually give up a lot of steals per game. Chris Paul is someone who's who's feisty with his hands, could get in there for steals. Um, has the 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 better matchup, they're probably going to put none on Paul and Jimmy on, uh, on Shea. So um, if that's the case, like you would think that Paul should do well, he's at home. Um, maybe there's a little fire, his price is down. So I think, I think as it pains me to say, but Chris Paul is a good play tonight. Oh yeah. Brought you right on board. And I'm guessing you're just avoiding SGA Gallinari. Um, SGA and Jimmy are going to be going at it. Um, Man, I, I'm just – I'm always SGA, so I, I don't mind SGA for, for tournaments, but he's not a not popping in anything for me. Um, Steven Adams is a guy definitely interested in if he does give it a go, um, and that's about it. Gallo right. and Gallo's just – he just doesn't 
I just yeah. I just can't get behind Gallo. He just doesn't do it for he's me. Fine. He's, he's fine. He's fine. He'll 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 be fine for you. All right, let's move on to the next game here. A game I have a lot of interest in. Cleveland versus Memphis. High scoring game, 230 total here. It's not projected to be terribly close, but Memphis rarely blows people out. Cleveland a lot of times keeps games close here. Like Cleveland, not a great defensive team, giving up some of the most fantasy points to opposing players. Memphis is finally unleashing a lot of their guys. Let's start off with Cleveland here. Love, Thompson, <laughs> Sneeze, uh, Sexton, Woo! Garland. Uh, like I have a lot of interest in all these guys. It's an up-paced matchup here. It should stay – I think it'll stay close. Love has all the upside in the world. Tristan Thompson, not a guy that I love playing, but he's been chosen upside. Should play a load of minutes. Any Cleveland guys you're looking at? Yes. Yeah, so this game in general is awesome, right? Like if it stays close, it's only an eight-and-a-half point spread. you got to hope that the Cavs can – getting Kevin Love back for this game, they can keep it interesting. Um, it's It's just – it's it's a big pace up spot for the Cavs. You know, Memphis plays; they're going to dictate the pace. They they play at that fast pace. There's no way stopping that. So if the Cavs are going to be playing fast, now these both of these teams are poor defensively. The Cavs are in a whole different realm defensively, 29th in defensive rating. Um, but uh, the Memphis is still 21st in, in net defensive rating. Um, both give up a bunch of steals and blocks to the position. Memphis actually has not done a good job defending the three-point line. They do it, and plus the pace that they play at that makes them susceptible to a lot of three-pointers. They're 24th in opponent-made threes. Um, who, who's, Love is the guy, right? Like, And I think people are going to be off of him. But, like, he's been great ever since, you know, he just didn't play that night against uh, um, the, the Lakers, was it? Or uh, was it the game after the Lakers? Um, whatever. Clippers. He didn't. Yeah, he didn't play against the Clippers um, for rest purposes because they basically they went out and, and got drunk. And uh, you saw how that helped uh, Tristan Thompson. Now, so yeah, I think I think me. I think no one's going to want to play Tristan Thompson, but I think he's an awesome player tonight. I think it's a great matchup for him. Um, I think we're going to see a good, good rested, uh, non uh, hungover Tristan Thompson tonight. Um, and so I like both of those guys. And then um, I think. Just the minutes that Sexton and Garland are seeing, they're either of them are in play for sure. Um, and it's take your pick with either of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Memphis. Yes. Boy, do I love Memphis tonight. Am I alone? No, not at all. I mean, this is the spot. Morant's projected at 4% ownership. He's been – like, the leash is off of him. He's been doing a ton recently. He's been getting minutes. He just got 37 last – game like he's been playing well 48 36 56 40 in the last four got a price increase I don't care Cleveland's a great spot for him we could see enough minutes for him to just absolutely smash here love him triple j like him don't love him Valanciunas like him Brooks I love Brooks has been shooting a ton recently Cleveland not good defensively Brooks from behind the arc 10 shots, 6 shots, 12 shots, 4 shots, 11 shots, 9 shots, 10 shots. Like, he's been chucking. He's 5.8K. He's not going to be owned. Dylan Brooks is quite possibly my favorite player on the slate just because of his ownership and price tag. 
Hmm. That's interesting. It wasn't yeah, I think it's, it's, it's my balls out. Like, I wouldn't suggest locking him in, but going 20%, you're you, you just put your balls the on the table. Is that what you did? You just balls yeah. put on the table. Just right there. Let's see how it treats me. Um, all right. I'm with, first of all, I'm with you on jaw, uh, especially on Yahoo where he's 30 bucks. Um, definitely in play. Uh, the price is going to keep people off him on DK, but you know, this matchup is just as good as it gets for everybody. I mean, the Cavs, 30th in opponent blocks per game, 29th in opponent steals. Uh, they give up uh, – their 21st in opponent made threes. Um, they're 29th in defensive rating. They're just horrendous. Every every position, DVP, whatever, defensive archetype, all of them. Like, the, they're all going to be in play. Um, so, I think it's – Ja, you know, I love the – like you said, he's got that 37 minutes in the last game. So, they're unleashing this guy, right? They're not holding him out. and We, we expected that, like, as the season – goes on this team is super fun right they're playing with passion with energy triple j is going nuts he's playing well he works awesome with jaw valanchunas this is a ceiling spot for valanchunas right like opponent blocks 28th opponent steals 30th um boom like this i mean 6900 jonas's ceiling comes when he plays 34 minutes the entirety of the second half of last season pretty much it was ceiling game because he was playing a bunch of minutes minutes are always the worry but he's getting close to or over 30 minutes fairly often. Um, they're like, let's be honest, Memphis went from like, this is a rebuilding year. Now they're in the eighth seed. They actually have a chance at the playoffs. It's the one seed that's actually playing for something. Like everything else in the playoffs, teams that are there are locked in. 15 of the 16 teams are pretty much locked in. Memphis wants to make it. Like, I think they want to make it. They have a young, talented squad. They're finally giving them minutes. J Val should be close to 30 minutes in a lot of these games. I'm right there with you. With yeah, J Val just needs 29 minutes to go absolutely ham. I mean, he's like this is a guy who can who can in a, in the right spots can just rack up monster games. And so this is as good as a spot as it gets. So um, I'm on board with him. Triple J's price is tough. I think it's going to be tough for him to go to really, you know, win GPPs at his I price. mean, he can. He just has to stay out of foul trouble. Yep. Um, so it, so the way I look at it is it's uh, Morant, J-Val, then Triple J. Um, then I actually liked Anthony Melton, um, prefer him to Brooks. But so that's that's my play. Melton would be my play versus my balls on the table versus your balls on the table, Brooks. All right. Well, we'll see whose balls are bigger. I, don't, I, don't, I, I have, I have, that's what I got. I got, I'm all balls. You're, you're all sack. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Ah, good thing we're already banned from YouTube for right now. Um, <laughs> let's move on to the next game. Basketballs. Here. I was talking about basketballs. I, I was talking about meatballs. Um, I'm a big <laughs> yeah, fan of beef. Italian cuisine. Yes. Yeah. Uh, next game, Atlanta, San Antonio here. We got Atlanta with a 111 team total, eight point spread here. It's being played in San Antonio. San Antonio doesn't play a whole lot of defense. First, of course, with Atlanta, we have to talk about Trey Young, who just will continue to keep chucking, play all the minutes in the world because they have no regard for his safety. Going to put up 25 shot attempts. San Antonio, obviously, not a great defensive team. Murray is not a horrible defender. But he's going to come in at low ownership here. Probably going to go up now with Lillard being out. They probably – like, I know they're a different price tier, but Lillard was a good option today. Are you looking at Trey? Are you looking at Collins, whose price tag is way too low, way too low? 
even Herter coming off this massive, massive game. Which Atlanta guys are you looking at? Yeah, it's it's pretty easy. It's uh, it's Trey, and then it's John Collins, and then I'm somewhat interested in DeAndre Hunter just from a minute standpoint. Um, and just, I mean, so they're, they're without, there's just less body, right? We already know that they're without Jabari Parker. Chandler Parsons doesn't play. Uh, they, uh, Alex Len is out. They just got, uh, Jeff Teague in a trade and traded away, uh, Alan Crabb. There's just less, less bodies around, right? So like, they're going to have to unleash these young guys like Cam Reddish and DeAndre Hunter for big minutes, what they're doing. Um, I would like... Uh, Herder, but you know, I don't think I can get behind him tonight with a price increase and whatnot. So I think the it's the high end guys. I think you're totally right. John Collins is way too cheap on DK. Uh, decent play on on uh, Yahoo too as well. Um, like you just want the guys with the upside, right? And then uh, for the cheap, if we need some value, then uh, I think you can you know certainly do worse than DeAndre Hunter or Cam Reddish. Yeah, yeah, Collins. Him and Brooks are two of my favorite plays on the entire slate. Like Collins, he hasn't been getting a ton of minutes. You look at the game log, 29, 28, 28, 32, 29. Like a lot of those were situational. One of them was a blowout. But he's still getting 40 points in those games. Like this is against San Antonio. It's in San Antonio. This game could end up turning into a little bit of blowout. But more likely, I think it's going to stay close. at 7.7K. If he gets into the 35-point range, he has – or a 35-minute range, which we've seen their disregard for playing Trey Young just the entire time. I can see them doing it a little bit more with Collins at any given time where the game is staying close, and they just want to pull one out. Like, Collins, 35 minutes, he's the best play on the entire slate. Collins, 32 minutes, in a smash spot still. Collins, 29 minutes, still pays off his price tag. You're getting a good deal here with Collins. Absolutely love him. What about over here on the other side? I see people just absolutely falling in love with LMA because of his price tag going up against Atlanta against a great matchup. Everything DeRozan's been crushing recently. Atlanta, great matchup. Even DeJounte Murray's getting a lot of love here. And the guy just, maybe he gets to 30 minutes, but more likely than not, he's going to end up in the same amount of minutes always. But Trey Young defense is beautiful. So, like, all these guys are going to be so heavily owned. I think the right move in tournaments is just to fade him. Um, I just want to add out in there that Herder is definitely in play on FanDuel. Where he's only 5,500. Yeah. They were talking about that in chat, like definitely in play there. Um, uh, agree. With, I think it's pretty easy for the Spurs situation, right? So it's LMA is just priced down across. Like if we go down, at least like you're making a good play. If we go down, we go down, right? Like we're getting a really good price. We've got a good matchup. Um, this team is really all, two people, you know, from like a usage standpoint, it's DeRozan and it's LaMarcus Aldridge. Now DeRozan's been absolutely on fire. And I think he's a great play, um, especially on Yahoo tonight. Um, but uh, as, as is LMA and DeJounte Murray, way too cheap, like everywhere, way too cheap. Now he had his probably his worst game of the season against the Hawks and Trey and was benched in that game. Um, the last time they played, I'm not going to look at that and say, oh, I can't play. I, I, to me, that's a good thing. I think he brings it tonight. I think that he's going to remember that, um, and he's going to be up for the challenge with Trey. And what do we want with uh, DeJounte Murray? We want steals, right, steals and blocks, right? Like that's when he starts going off and having those huge games. Um, and that's what the Hawks provide, 28th in opponent blocks, 30th in opponent steals, um, plus their defense is poor. Um, so I, if he busts tonight, I'll be shocked, like – DeJounte Murray. I'm going to have DeJounte Murray probably 
uh, everywhere. All right. Well, I trust you. So I guess now I'm playing DeJounte Murray now, which I'm not happy about. Looking at his ownership on each site, it's a little bit a little bit tough. Over 20% on every single one, but FanDuel price is way too low. Yahoo's price is way too low. DK and Fantasy Draft, probably too low. Darn it, I'm playing him. I don't like that you just got me onto him, but I don't know if I'm playing LMA or Drosen. And, and then I would use one, I would use one or the other. One or the yeah, other don't play them. both yeah. of them in the same lineup. Like, that's not a good idea. Like, if you're playing both of them in the same lineup, if they both go off, that means it's a blowout and they're probably not playing the fourth quarter. If one goes off, Nah, it's, all about, it's all about it's all about it's all about oh inbounds uh getting a foul and going to overtime uh you see, last last night it's all about ot baby yeah yeah well that case i was tilt, that was t- i mean I, I i had a really good night last night but like ot hurt me i was actually really upset about that yeah yeah well it happens the best of us i didn't play too much last night because i got got stuck doing a whole bunch of other stuff but we got the last game of the night portland versus dallas Let's, who's got, who's calling me now? Uh, Portland at Dallas here. This game projected to be fairly close here. Seven points, seven and a half point spread. We got Lillard now questionable, which is going to change up things quite a bit. We got Porzingis out on the other side. We'll get to Dallas in a second and talking about Boban because I have to talk about him every single slate. It's required in my contract. But let's start off with Portland here. Lillard news. If he's out, are we just hammering? Whiteside, McCollum, and Mello, and Baysmore, and Simons. Yeah, we probably are. Um, it's a little worrisome, right? There's definitely risk of blowout here, potential. Um, but I think we, we should ignore that. Um, I think I'll, I'll, I'll fire up the old uh, trusty court IQ here. I'm doing that right now on the screen as we speak. Screen share. We got Moses Brown. Um, 17 minutes, but 47 points per 36. We've got Whiteside, pretty much the same. We got McCollum, 43 points per 36. Mello, 40 points per 36. Like, we got all these guys that are absolutely crushing here. Baysmore averaging 30 per 36, but he's going to get some minutes. Like, we look at the difference in fantasy points. Like, McCollum gets a seven point boost, and Mello gets a six point boost per 36. These are just smash spots for him if this game stays close, if Lillard is out. Yeah. Um, so, like you said, so, I mean, we've seen 32% usage from CJ, right? 1.2 fantasy points per minute in that time. We uh, had a monster game against Dallas the last time. I actually liked him more tonight um, and was hoping that, you know, Dame would draw a lot of attention and CJ be chucking. You know CJ is going to be chucking regardless. We can count on his minutes, especially without Dame. So uh, I think it, we're just going to have to play him. Um, Carmelo, that's really interesting that he's like a 30% usage guy. I mean, actually, we know that with him. He sucks up usage regardless. Yeah, he just, he, he just goes in there. He he's going to be tre- just more shots for him, and he's he's not afraid to take them. So, um, yep, he's going to be playing. Uh, Simons is the guy that I, I think is sneaky. Um, I think he'll, he'll play that – he'll – be facilitating that offense when then CJ gets a break. So you know how they 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 uh, pull CJ out and CJ runs point. Um, I think we'll see a similar situation with Simons tonight. Um, if that's the case, I don't think he'll, he'll get a ton of traction. But maybe I'm wrong. But uh, so he'd be a guy. And then uh, I mean Whiteside's going to be Whiteside, right? The thing is, is Whiteside's still priced high, but he's still in, he's still a good player. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Whiteside, like, he's going up against Dallas. Porzingis is out. 
know that that really is going to matter too much. But if he plays high 30s minutes, we know what his upside is. He's had multiple 50-point games, multiple 60-point games. Like, Whiteside has more upside than anyone else. I know he's been a little bit rough recently. Charlotte, obviously, had a tough time. I believe he got in foul trouble there. Uh, Minnesota, I believe he got injured that game. If I remember correctly, I could be wrong. But, yeah, Whiteside, you play Whiteside. You just always play Whiteside. Well, it doesn't matter if he plays or not. You play Whiteside. Uh, over on the other side here, Dallas. I have to mention Boban. We haven't projected for seven minutes tonight. He he, like, he was unleashed the other night in uh, garbage time. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, sorry. You cut out there for a second, but Boban, like 20 minutes the other night, 29 points. Like we're looking for a spot where we can play him. Porzingis is out, which – I mean, they generally use pal, but going up against I love, Whiteside, I, I love his just little his little finger roll with his feet planted, and where he tries to spin the ball in in the basket. Like it's just a, it, Boban is the greatest greatest man to watch play basketball. Yeah, he's also a great actor. Just watch John Wick three, fantastic. Really, I didn't I didn't know that he was in John Wick three. He, he did a good. Oh. I, I enjoyed him, but I, I'm, I'm entirely biased here. But better than KG and uh, Uncut Gems. I still haven't seen Uncut Gems. By oh, you've got to go see it. Come out, coming out on Netflix at the end of the month, I believe, is why I saw oh, it. So. no way! You, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. There's other movies I'd rather see in theaters, and uh, knowing I can get this at Netflix at the end of end of the month here. But Luca, twelve point four k, a lot of money. But Porzingis is out. Like. Obviously, no. Luca has eighty point upside. Uh, Are you playing Luca? Yeah, to, um, most likely top uh, stud on the slate by far. I think it's we're at the point where we can expect a triple double. Um, the uh, we know that the only thing now is a little bit worrisome if Dame doesn't play from like a blowout standpoint. Maybe he doesn't. You know, he just doesn't get that fourth quarter run when that happens. But like, if this game is like semi competitive. You know, the Blazers are just so poor on the defensive end, 24th in net defensive rating. Um, they give up a ton of threes. Luka's going to be chucking threes. You know that. They they do give up some peripheral stats, and I think we can count on a triple-double. Um, like you said, Porzingis is out. I mean, it's 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 we know what we're getting this guy. He's the top stud. Um, the interesting one is – the interesting two for me are Dwight Powell um, who's just been so good recently without Porzingis and uh, correlates so well with Luca? Um, still priced to play, especially on Yahoo, where he's twelve bucks. He's fifty five hundred on DK. He's cheap on Fanduel too as well. Um, so I like him. I also like Tim Hardaway Jr. Now a lot of people are going to like play Matisse uh, Thybul tonight. Like in that situation, like I'm trying to get Tim Hardaway Jr. over anywhere I can because I like guys who score points not like someone I have to uh count on the defensive peripherals for for stats so like I just I would just feel so much better playing THJ yeah just yeah which is scary to say but yeah I mean I Powell I'm right there with you like I love Boban I'm contractually obligated to mention Boban every time and he is 3k like you're playing Boban if you have to YOLO like if it's the last game on the night. You have to do some redos to get up to Luca Boban. You throw into your utility spot after you make some changes. You can also do it based on the Lillard news. Like it's a complete YOLO shot. Let's say you have Anthony Simmons, Simons in the utility spot. You drop down to Boban if you really need to go crazy. But 
Like, that's it. But Powell, like, we've seen him playing a boatload of minutes recently. 34 in the last game. 34 against Philly. Like, he has 40-point upside. But you're right. He plays well with Luka. I'm right there with you with Powell. I'm fine with Hardaway. Like, if you don't play Powell, there's a chance that Cleaver ends up getting some minutes. Like, but I, I would assume they'd throw Powell going up against Whiteside here. So, yeah, right there with you. Guys, go ahead and start throwing questions down into chat. We're going to get you our sharp side lock bet. Kirk, you said you had one. No. Uh, well, I have a uh, – tread carefully with anything I say. Um, <laughs> re- Grant is the one who writes articles for the sharp side and whatnot and is all over the sports betting. If I had to make a pick tonight – I was going to play the the underdog, uh, take a little money line, a little extra juice, and play the Heat, even though there's uh, people think that they're poor on the road and they haven't played so great on the road this season. But uh, I think they show up tonight against the Thunder and win outright, so that would be my play. Well, if you're doing the lock bet competition, you can lock bet anything minus 140, I believe. Yeah, but I'm going to so, take the juice. I'm going to take the juice. Well, I'm, I'm that's saying – I'm going to put my balls on the table. But you get the free two points if you want to do a lock bet. Oh, if you're okay. actually betting, just take the straight-up money line. But if you're doing the lock bet, pl- take the Miami plus two. I am going with Chicago plus seven. Philly, fantastic at home this season, but I've actually only covered at a 50% clip, I think, uh, 54% clip. Way less than it was last year. They were one of the best home teams in the league, but they have not been putting up massive amounts of points recently. Seven-point spread. Chicago's a much better team than their record would show. I really like Chicago plus seven. That's my lock bet. Boom. Uh, guys, any questions? Throw in some QQs, guys. Anything else you want to talk about there, Kirk? We've got um, seven minutes. Who's up after us? I mean, is it going to be uh, – I mean, we know it's going to be uh, Andy Means. Kevin Roth. Yeah, it's be now, the question and is, JSU is, is joining him. That's my boy. My boy JSU is going to deliver. You coming to the RG does. party? Yes, I'll be there. I too will be there, and we yeah. are going to have some fun, my friend. Yes, my friend. It'll be long overdue. Long overdue. Uh, How do you feel so about I, white you, claws? You, you weren't there. Last. I, I'll drink them. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I'll drink the claws. Uh, yeah, you know what? I could have participated in both uh, steak of fish and uh, what was the other? What was the other one? Uh, I can't remember what the other one was, but yeah, yeah, no, like that was that was a what a, sto- a what a feel good story of the year, steak of fish. Like, come you, on, yeah, you watched the video of him afterwards. The kids from like the kids from he went uh, he grew up where I grew up and uh, he went to UMass like I did, so I, I, I have to support that. Yeah. Oh gosh, yeah, that was that was like. I was rooting for overtime, even though it was going to lose me a boatload of money. I'm like, I want this guy to win so badly. And then every single time, uh, who was it? He had not Fultz. He had someone. Every time McGee scored a point, I lost money, and he won money, and it was beautiful. I didn't even care. That's the best story I've seen in DFS in a long time. And gosh, it was beautiful. Congrats. What was his name? Hardman? Hardman 13? I don't even remember. Uh, but congrats. No, Her- Herb Dean. Herb Dean. 13. Herb Dean. Yeah, that was it. Good for him. And yeah, Mango Mango. Uh, I mean, oh, it was great. Him. I So I watched his Periscope right after. Like, it was great. So he's like, my, my, I've been playing DFS and I've kept, keep losing my account, you know, and I, my parents are all over me. I don't have a job. 
I'm broke. Like, uh, he was living at, he's living at home and, and uh, yeah, he just goes go outside and he, to smoke. He, 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 <laughs> yeah. And he binked for a hundred K and he's like, I'm probably going to be moving out now. And he was all psyched. Well, he can pay off his college loans now too. Um, yeah. yeah so great, great, beautiful thing. Um, what else? So, uh, QQ. So someone asked, uh, really like the spot for Sabonis still excellent matchup. I agree. It's an excellent matchup. Um, you can definitely, I, I think we have to, I think he's still definitely in play and may get less ownership now as this slate's, uh, shaken out here. Yeah. With towns in there, like it's just an upgrade to him. Like Correct. even more. They do, in they, this do game. they do, they do play w- uh, uh, way worse defensively with towns on the floor. So well, not only that, it's more likely to stay close. I think it's a six-point spread spread now. So, so like, you want Sabonis to play 36, 37, 38 minutes. So, if he's going to get that, which is more likely now with a close, in a better matchup, like, Brooks is still my favorite play on the slate. Guys play Dylan Brooks. But Sabonis and Collins, like, that's my core. My core is Brooks, Sabonis, and Collins. That is the three guys I want in all my lineups. They should all crush. Collins is going for 45 minimum. Sabonis is going for 50 minimum, and Brooks is going for 40. Like, that's that's my bold calls tonight. You got a bold call? My bold call is that DeAnthony Melton outscores Brooks. So that means – Well, if he goes for 45 and Brooks goes for 40, I'll be fine with that. <laughs> All right. Uh, can you play Bazemore and McCollum together? I mean, yeah, just look at it. Price yeah, I mean, you can play – I mean, Dame is such a huge usage player. You can play all, all the uh, the Blazers now. Yeah, Baze is sitting there at 4.6. Like, Baze is still a good play. Again, that's entirely contingent on Lillard being out. But, yeah. Yeah, guys, again, Brooks only for TBPs, but I love him. I could be wrong. I could be massively wrong. But you're getting a guy at 3% who has had 40 in three of the last four, and he's, what, 5.6K, 5.8K? Like, I I know it's ballsy, but Cleveland is not a good defensive team. He has – Brooks, if he gets hot from behind the arc, he can crush. He may destroy every single lineup he's in, but he also may get you into the money. So that's just me. That's my balls out call. Um, Jay Rich and Mello or DeRozan Hunter, FanDuel Cash. If if we get Dame news, then I think it's the first one. If not, it's probably the second one, right? Um, I feel better with the first one regardless. All right. Uh, did Dre Crowder get ruled out yet? I have no idea. Stay tuned for French time. Um, let's see. Let's see. Any more questions? Is there a late swap on Yahoo? Yes, there is. Me and Kirk we used to talk every day. I miss back baseball season when we would talk every single day on Yahoo and steal Dude, massive amounts I, of money from each other. <laughs> I can't wait for base. I, I man, I have I love baseball. Um, and it's I have like a love hate for baseball, but I can't wait for baseball season. Um, but I love NBA on Yahoo too as well. Like every, like uh, I've been talking to people in chat and like trying to like get, help them out a little bit. And like people should be playing on there like more. Like I, I can't understand how people are, aren't playing on there, but I don't know. Uh, yeah. You know like, me. I, I, I literally, I literally just completed the $100 to 300,000 bankroll challenge uh, last night actually, but it's actually even higher than that. Cause I've that's without withdrawals. So like, it's the site to grind on. And I'm not joking when I say that, like I literally did that, uh, go over there and grind on that site. Like you're going to like it. I promise. 
It's like yeah. you're going to get lower rake. You're going to there's so many overlay situations that come up all the time. Um, it's it's the place to play. Yeah. I mean, I you know me. I play on all the non-DK FanDuel sites, non-FanDuel sites. I, I play on all the smaller sites, and I have for years. Like, I've made more money on them than I have on the big sites. Yahoo is one of the best out there. Absolutely sign up for Yahoo. Sign up using RG promo code and get free $30. Yes, go ahead and do that. Um, anything else before we get out of here? I, I, I feel like I've been a little ballsy on this show. But, yeah. Anything else, Kirk? No. So, uh, stay tuned for uh, JSU. Uh, hit up the hit us up in Discord. I've been more active in Discord lately, but uh, just listen to whatever JSU says. He's the man. Yeah, he is the man, guys. Don't forget MMA package. It's a lot nicer than my package, though. Archie MMA package. Ten dollars for the McGregor fight. Get on in there and sharp side lock contest. Get in there. Kirk loves Miami plus two for the lock button. I like Chicago plus seven for the lock bet. Start your streak going. We're going streaking, guys. It's been Ooh. fun. He's Kirk Deasy. I'm Turf Ferguson. We're out of here. See you, kids.